like, all right, well, I'm either going to die tonight or we're going to be champions. <laughs> There's no other outcome. What's up, everybody? This is Mike coming at you with Season 3, Episode 4 of The Fly Pod. We're champions. That feels really good to say. And joining me today to break it all down is Mr. Kevin Bowers. Kevin, what's going on, my man? Not much. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing great, and it's great to celebrate the championship with you on this Monday evening. And joining us for the first time, a very special guest, Stu. What's going on, my man? Hey, not much. How about you? Hey, good to be here, and thanks so much, guys, for taking some time out of your Mondays. I know it's a busy start to the work week, and joining me to celebrate and break everything down is uh, Kevin and Stu, and it's great to have you guys here. Uh, we're going to review the uh, 2021 fall season, which resulted in our third championship, which is excellent. We're going to do a player interview with Stu, which we've got some questions prepped, and we might uh, surprise you with some of those questions, and then we're going to look ahead to year number seven, uh, and really just looking forward to a great episode reviewing another great season of Flies Softball. So let's jump right in. We, in the pr previous FlyPod episode, we reviewed a lot, and Kevin, we talked, I think it was the longest episode, like 46 minutes of like summer Attorney. It felt like three hours. It felt like three hours, but it was all good content. And we know you guys listen because we track your listening, okay? So we, we, we appreciate all of that support. Uh, but in fall of 21, we had a 9-1 record in the regular season, which overall, with our three playoff wins, which we'll dissect in a second, uh, we were 12-1 overall. Uh, we had 20.4 runs per game scored and 11.4 runs allowed per game. And let me break that down for a second. 20.4 is pretty high. It's not our highest ever, but I am really happy to report our 11.4 runs allowed per game for defense is our best defensive output, or I don't know if you really say output for defense, but our best defensive stats uh, at Mellis, which is great. We've had lower years in MG, but obviously it's a different ballpark. Um, and we had a consistent 10, uh, and meaning that originally we thought we were gonna have 11 uh, to start the fall season, and it, it dropped down to 10. And we had the same guys almost every week. Kevin, what stuck out to you in terms of the guys who showed up every week? Uh, I definitely think that there was some consistency there. We had, I mean, I think the same lineup for the most part all year. And it was, you know, everyone knew their spot for them, you know. And it's like, you know what to expect when you get there. You know where you're going to be. Uh, everyone has their defensive positions already. I don't know. I think it was, it was, it just felt really smooth. It felt, I don't want to say easy because, you know, we still lost the game and, had a lot of close games and everything, but it definitely felt easier than other seasons where, you know, maybe there's a little bit of confusion about where people are going to go, even like from inning to inning where you're kind of panicking, like, oh no, you're supposed to be out there and this and that. It's, um, I don't know. And, and even the games where we did have people come, I mean, like we have PK filling, I'm looking now and Bird too. Obviously my buddy Ben, but who cares about him? But <laughs> Bird came in and he still got his, you know, broken wing and he hit a, he hit a homer. Uh, he had a grand slam. If it I was a grand slam, yeah. Recall correctly, and so did PK. Um, and they both produced great when they filled in. But for the, for, but honestly, I mean, having the whole team, it was great. I mean, it just season flew by. I mean, obviously, you know, five well now six weeks with the playoffs, but five weeks with double headers, it went way too quickly. You know, we're all gonna have withdrawals, but of course, it was a, it was a very fun, very fun fall season. Yeah, definitely. And having like consistency, because I am looking here at the games played, and we only had three subs, so we had. 
PK show up one game, Bird, and then your friend Ben. Uh, and that, that really helps us get in a groove. And we kind of, like you said, we know where our spots are. And Stu, you and Kylie kind of worked out in the beginning of the season because I had said, like, yo, second and right, we knew those positions filled. I don't care how it works out. But what did you think of your repeated rip, reps at second and working with Stein in the middle of the infield? Yeah, um, played infield most of my life. So it was nice. Uh, big shout out to Kylie for kind of uh, deferring to let me play second base. I know we kind of went back and forth for a while. Just getting that consistency was huge for me. Yeah, and I, I, I saw you grow at second, too, and, like, I think a real strength of yours is being able to go back on balls, and, like, I have, on fly balls, I should uh, spec specify, mm. um, but... You're great with balls, Stu, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, like, right. so, it, it, like, in all seriousness, Stu, like, when you first joined our team, we kind of had people in set positions, where Kylie was kind of at second, and Carlos was at short, and or Stein, depending on which 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 week it was or night of the week it was, and then we had like our outfield set, and it was like, well, you know, I didn't want to have you just stuck at catcher or, you know, rotating catcher to second, and everyone has to do that. And what for whatever I mean, with this fall season, the way the roster worked out, it was perfect where you got like to really take a position, and it was like you took it by storm. I mean, I know you've always told us like third or, third or second, you know, you kind of feel comfortable with those shortstop. You played well because you, you, I mean, I saw you in fourteen, which is awesome. Um, you like command the defense out there, so I know you're capable of it. So like having you at second is basically the second shortstop. You know the opposite side of it. I mean your range going backwards, like Mike was alluding to, um, if it got cut, um, <laughs> if it gets cut, you know. Well, no, I I didn't get to finish my point during that joke though. But like you are able, like you sprint back on balls, and I have a great vantage point of where you and Kyler are at. And a lot of times I'm just screaming like stew, 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 because I can tell that you're gonna have the best read to it. Um, but that's something that you like do really well. So that's what I was trying to. No, no, I agree. And it's, yeah. it's so you watch these other teams where they're just backpedaling, and are afraid to take their eye off the ball, and they're not going to get back to the spot. Whereas you will let it go for a second and really turn and get going and, and turn back around. And most of the time, you're quick enough to backpedal. I mean, I know you played DB too, right? Mm -hmm. You played running back DB. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. you've got it in you, but it's it's not something that just like every baseball player slash softball player has within them. So it's definitely like a. You know, an underrated value for sure. And, you know, I mean, like Stein can do it at short, but it's, and, and Carlos, I mean, he can range like crazy, but yeah. going backwards on those is not easy. And, I mean, you, I want to say in the, in the, you know, 13 games with the playoffs, you probably had like six, seven catches like that mm -hmm. where you really went backwards. Some of them were just pop ups on the infield that were easier for you, but the ones where you really ranged backwards, it was, it was something to behold. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, I, I, I've loved, to your point, Kevin, of just having, that like people know what to expect when they show up, right? When they showed up for a fall game, and this season did go by in the blink of an eye. It was absolutely so quick, but it's just it was helpful to have that consistency, and I think that that came into play, you know, during the playoffs. So the consistency really helped us when it came playoff time, and you know, approaching the playoffs as the number one seed and looking at how we did over the course of the regular season, going nine and one, and really losing to just one more, which is a team we're certainly far better than, but just had a weak game or offensively is why we lost. As I was looking at the bracket, we're the number one seed for the second time ever. And really the pressure was on us to, to, to win it. Like that we were the favorites. If you were a Vegas person, you know, you know we, would, we, we were the favored uh, team to win it all. So there's kind of a unique pressure in that. But, you know, we got going uh, against Showtime, which, you know, we kind of thought that would be an easy game. We ended up winning by 10. They definitely got better over the course of the season, but there's still uh, a lot of room for growth there. But, Kevin, you kind of scared me at first because 
when we first got to the ballpark, you forgot your pitching mask. So how did you end up battling through that? Uh, yeah, so I had I took my smaller softball bag to that tournament up in Wisconsin the weekend before. And I uh, didn't ever think to transfer stuff over. And then we were kind of in a rush to get to the field because it was an early game. And we were, you know, coming back from work and everything. So kind of space that was in the other bag. So I just grabbed my stuff and I was, you know, on on the way about 10 minutes into the drive I realized it was too late to turn around so I was like alright well I'm either going to die tonight or we're going to champions <laughs> there's no other outcome <laughs> nope there's not yeah but I, I was really happy how you even pitched through it you know because I know that's something that obviously with balls coming back at you so fast like that's a security blanket right it's just something that makes you comfortable on the mountain you're able to battle through it yeah I've never been a big fan of balls like flying in my face but yeah. like you know I made it I yeah. You know, I made it work, and it was. I actually felt okay once I got going. I think it, I psyched myself out on the way to the field. Yeah, for sure. Once I realized it, and kind of got mad at myself, but then you know, once you start playing, it's 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 like second nature. And I just, I was just being a little more cautious, like having my glove even higher and backing up as often as I could, especially if I threw it outside to anyone, because you know, if they go to pull, it's gonna go right back to the middle. Right. Yeah. For sure. Well, you battled through, and and you know, we were able to take that first game, nineteen to nine. Um, you know, we won it pretty comfortably, and then we uh, ended up playing Kenny Civil in the semis. Kenny Civil was a team that we played earlier in the season, but they only had nine guys, and I think we ended up slaughtering them. But I have noted that they've gotten better uh, over time. Uh, but Stu, what did you notice in those first two games, or what was going through your mind as you were, as we were kind of working through, you know, getting in our groove offensively and defensively? You know, like you said, like we were going in there as the, you know, the favors, uh, the favorites. So. Um, I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being on, you know, on the good team or the best team. So I kind of like playing with like the underdog mentality. So it was a little, little different from what I'm used to. But um, you know, just kind of go in there and just do what we've been doing all fall. Especially fall, I felt like we were playing really good ball every night. So um, just kind of go in and just do what we've been doing all year. And that's the tricky part of being the top dog because the pressure is that if if we would have lost that semi. Uh, final, which I mean, they they played us well, but they it was never really interesting. Whereas the final was definitely interesting, especially that last thing. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but if we were to lose, I mean, I don't even think we'd be doing the fly pod for like three or four weeks, just because it would just sting so bad. But when you're when you're on top, there's that pressure to to perform, and we did. So that was really great. You know, in that second game, putting up 20 runs again. Um, holding them to 14, those guys, they got better at hitting and, and they put up more runs, but ultimately we were able to come away with the victory. Uh, and then we moved on to the championship game. And I, I remember I was just so in the zone and I take softball way too seriously, I know that, but I was sitting <laughs> I was sitting there after game two and everybody was kind of like chatting and whatever. I was just sitting in the dugout. I was eating pretzels. I was getting you know nourished because I hadn't had dinner. Um, but I was just sitting there and I just really excited about the prospect of becoming you know another champ uh, or to win another championship um, and really get in the in the zone mentally and we were able to do that because the score was 11 to 9 in the in the final uh, and the game seemed like it lasted 20 minutes it went by so fast Kevin what are your reflections from the the championship and how the game transpired well yeah I mean being long lower scoring there was definitely some quick innings I I definitely felt the pressure in that last game Especially that last inning, like mm. sixth inning, I think we got him one, two, three. I felt great going in, and then we went out there. I don't think we scored at all in the bottom of the sixth. We didn't do anything, which stinks. You know, we could have added to it and really put him away. 
So then going back out there, I think it was probably what eleven five or six. I think it was eleven eleven five. Eleven yep. five. Mm-hmm. So I felt really comfortable, and I threw warm-up pitches. I think I threw one or only one or two, and it was like perfect strikes. And then for whatever reason, as soon as I, I like turned around to Stein, I was like, "All right, let's go," and I go to start again, and then I got this like wave of like adrenaline, like, "Oh my god, we can win this!" Mm-hmm. And then I, I got into my own head, and I think I walked the first per- the first person. Um, but I mean. The, Alex can attest to this, man. Their leadoff hitter, I don't think, swung the bat once. And it's not that he's doing anything wrong, but like, if, like he said, even Alex said, if there was no mat, they would have called strikes on some of these where it was like, it's on the black, but because the mat isn't perfectly lined up, yeah. it's missing. Right. Or, you know, it's just barely touching the plate, whatever, whatever it is. So that guy was saying to Alex at one point, like, oh, I'm not going to take another walk. And it's like, well, you got to swing the bat to not take the walk. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like some of my bad games where I'm throwing it three feet outside. And I don't expect anyone to swing at that. But, yeah, so I was definitely nervous in that last inning. But I had a good feeling that, you know, our, our defense was good the whole whole game. I mean, you know, we've had the normal errors where you, you can't get the throw off in time, whatever, you eat the ball. Or a ball drops in, you get it into the infield as quick as you can, whatever. But we just had some miscues in that inning where I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. that kind of locked me in where then I was like, all right, well, I, I'm not going to add to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure I had another walk somewhere in there, but I was like, I'm going to let them hit it or at least swing at it. And then I think these guys have it. Um, I trusted everyone. Like I was like, I know Opie, I know Stein, I know Stu on the infield. They're going to be great. And Steve at first, obviously. And the outfield was playing well. And it was, uh, I mean, I just, you know, let them make the mistake because – I didn't see them hitting another bomb. <laughs> well, that last out, it was close, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy, Billy, it died in front of Billy, and he got low and did that weird snake thing he does where he just, you know, creeps up on the ball and catches it. But, whew. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was it was honestly, we were all, I could tell, we, we didn't really, like, yell or cheer or anything. We were all kind of, like, more relieved than yeah, we were sure. at the end of that mm-hmm. one as opposed to, like, joyous where... You know, and, and I think once we were in the dugout, it was kind of more like a, yes, we won, or once we all got into the field, but... There was more of like a sigh of relief as opposed to, you know, and it's the biggest thing I can compare it to is like when they talk about it, like head coaches, whether it's NFL or other sports, it's like they stop, they don't, they don't get the joy out of winning anymore. It's just the relief of not losing. Yeah. You know, and that's like what it becomes and that's why it's so stressful. And it was kind of like, I felt that way, but that's not how it normally is. Normally right. I'm just happy to win. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. I totally agree with you. Like that ball. And this happens a lot, like in, in high pressure situations, anything hit Billy's way. I'm really confident because it's obviously Billy out there who's, you know, our gold Gulliver out in left center. Um, but when that one was hit with all everything on the line, I was just like, I just said, say a prayer. You know, that's what I do. I'm just like, God, let him catch it. And he, he came down with it, you know, and that was that was awesome. And there definitely was a lot of relief. And then, yeah, we had like a really um, great time celebrating afterwards. It was it was definitely where it all came uh, to fruition there for us, but Stu, what was your thought in that last inning? Is is it starting to unravel and it's a little bit nerve wracking? What were what was going through your head? Yeah, kind of the same thing as Kev. Just like the relief of not losing is what I'm used to, <laughs> so um, kind of had that going through. But it's I, I mean, unlike what Kev said, like as soon as it happened, I was like doing the tiger fist pump. I was yeah, I pumped. I I won like one championship in anything in my life, so you know. I mean, that was, it was just nice to, you know, have that with you guys, so. Yeah, yeah I definitely sure. don't mean to sound like I'm taking it for granted. I just mean. No, there was a, a big sigh of relief. I, I definitely, <laughs> I was pumped too, you know. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. I went home and I was smiling all night and everything, but in the moment, at least from where I'm standing, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like 
all right, everyone, and, and also there's that that moment where it's like, all right, is it really over? Yeah, you know, like yeah. is or is that was that the sixth? Like, right, for, you know uh, what I mean. So yeah. it's just like I didn't want to celebrate early. Yeah, you know, Matt can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was a good feeling throughout the whole game because really, I mean, eleven nine looks really close, but I mean, really. I think they only scored in two innings, you know, maybe three. Um, in yeah, it was like two or three a couple of times. Um, it was two three-run shots by that one guy. Yeah. Right? I think so, but it was not many. They, they did not score that often. And I, I we were playing a really good game, and we ended up did, we did close it out, yeah. which was great. But, I, Stu, I want to speak to, like, you know, you had said, like, oh, I was pumped, you know, uh, when, when the final out w- was recorded or whatever. And I, I think that's something I saw from you, too, in terms of, you know your your ability to be vocal with the team and be like that leader, uh, like because we're all leaders out there. But to like, there were so many times when you know I would challenge him, like, all right, let's go, like dial in, focus in. And then you'd respond back and be like, yeah, let's wake up, you know. And that I appreciate that because we we just need that chatter back and forth. So you become more more vocal and comfortable with that. So from from the whole team, we appreciate that. He also would tell me to get my head out of my ass when I'm pitching too, just like stop feeling bad for myself, you know, yeah. if I'm walking people. And it's like in the moment I might be pissy about it, but it is what I need to hear. Yeah. So it's definitely appreciated for sure. Yeah. My, my whole thing is like, I mean, we're out there to have fun. Like, yeah. Winning, winning yeah. is cool, but you know, you know, I'm out there because I like being active during the week. And yeah, for sure. I'm just out to get my swings and kind of hang out with the guys. So, I mean, you know, the couple beers I have probably is uh, making me a little more vocal. But uh, yeah, you know, just trying to get everybody lighten the mood a little bit because yeah. I mean, we're all out there just to have fun. So. Yeah, for sure. You need that. But overall, you know, at the end of the day, Billy caught the ball on the last play and, and we're champions, which is awesome. Um, and and really during the season, I mean, we proved truly that we belong in, in Rec 1. Obviously, we played in Rec 2 in two leagues this year, and our overall record is insane. It's 23-3. and three. One of those losses being to a team that is truly a Rec 1 team that got moved up to. So, do not be surprised next year if we get moved up. We we I'm I'm almost certain that we will. Um, but it's it's something that is a compliment to us. I knew it's something that we could do, um, but it just it speaks to the uh, just the strengths of our team. Uh, and, and overall, we're champions. 2017, 2019, 2021. Kevin, we've shared two championships: 19 and 21, and then Stu. Us three have, have experienced uh, the 2021 most recent champion, so that's great. Big shout out. I got to figure out who has been on all three championship teams. I think Billy, myself, and Gerb are the only uh, flies who have been on all three championships. But overall, it's a, it's a great victory for, for the flies, and, and we're really excited about moving forward. I remember that 17 one too, because that's when I used to come over occasionally and fill in in the fall. Yeah. Uh, living right across the street, and I'm like kicking myself that I wasn't there more. Yeah, but, that, I mean, you know, I'm part of the franchise. So. You're part of the franchise. That's a franchise title, so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the tattoo it'll have it in there too. Yeah, you know, you'll get your proxy. Yeah, I was even there that night. I was uh, I was playing 16 inch, um, kitty cornered you guys. Too. Oh, for so the 19. I, I remember uh, watching yeah. you guys celebrate. Oh too. yeah, in 2019. That's right. Yeah. Oh, 2019. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I do remember that because it was you, you and Connor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that was a fun night for sure. Well, three championships down, many more to go. And now let's interview number 55 in your scorecard, number one in your hearts, Mr. Matt Stewart. Thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, You know, Kevin and I are really excited to do this player interview so we can get to know you more and so that all the flies out there listening can uh, understand your softball career and where you've come from uh, and what you're all about. So talk to us first about your softball career 
and tie it into and the final thing we want you to cover is like how did you become a fly because obviously you didn't start with us um, so talk a little bit about your career uh, played mostly 16 inch um, with a couple guys from high school but you know we, I think we won like two games in like four seasons um, it was more definitely a social outing than anything else um, and uh, I filled in occasionally for 12 inch for um, my older brother's team of Rustic where that's where I actually met Kevin Stein during a tournament one time. Um, and so throughout like the next couple of years, I started filling in for them here and there. And um, eventually started filling in for you guys. I know you filled in for Agrestic yeah. too, Mike. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of had that relationship going. So um, filled in for you guys a couple of times. I'm surprised you asked me to come back out because mm-hmm. when I know when I subbed out, you know, didn't, didn't do too well. But uh, I appreciate you guys giving me a second shot. But um, that's pretty much it. Subbing too is so high pressure where you want to be like, you, you want to show your work, especially when it's like, oh, dude, you, you remember Stu from the other team? Yeah, his little brother's going to come out and play with us. And it's, you know, you, you, it's like you want to make the impression where, hey, you know, I want to be added to the team. I've been that. That's how it was anytime I filled in with you guys. It was like, mm-hmm. I know I had a spot if I wanted to play, but I couldn't always commit. Yeah. But you still want to be like the superhero that comes out and is like the ringer as opposed to like, oh, cool. Yeah, he was guy. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some pressure there for sure. But no, it all worked out, and now you've become part of the core now. You have played 53 career games, which it puts you at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th all-time, which really shows you're part of the core because, as we'll talk about later, there's about uh, 15 guys who are part of the core, so that's pretty awesome to know that you've been with us for 53 games. And that that's something that's like a blink of the eye because... That, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I would have guessed probably 40, maybe 30, 38, something like that, yeah. but... And for context, too, like, Kevin, how many games have you played? Kevin, you play 138. I'm at 156. <laughs> yeah. So um, Yeah, I really only missed about, you know, a 16-inch season with you where I filled in once or twice and then maybe a, a year and a half, a 12-inch with you guys. Yeah. Well, Kevin, you're number two on the list now. So that's yeah, great. Yeah. Gerbit, number three. Steve, Second four. Yeah, he's got you, Gerb. You got to show up, Gerb, even when you're Super hurt, man. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah, it's been great to have you aboard and, and now be part of the core. Uh, one question I want to ask you, not softball-related at all, but it's about your job, because obviously you have a really cool job working for the Chicago Bears. So I want to know what – first off, like, talk about what your position is, because if people don't know, they're, they're going to be like, dang, Steve works for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, part, of, part of the secondary unit, right? Yeah. Um, but talk about what you do, and then tell us your best story from work. Um, okay, so I'm a graphic designer for our brand creative department. So um, we pretty much, it's five of us, and we pretty much do everything you see with the logo. So like ad campaigns, um, art direction, um, you know, pretty much everything. It's just the five of us and, you know, stuff for the team, like for the coaches, for the players, um, anything they ask us to do. So um, full, full branding. Um, best story was probably my first year in 2015. Um, I'm standing, we have a cafeteria, a really nice cafeteria. It's probably, uh, it's pretty much our only uh, way to mingle with the players. So I'm standing in line, kind of didn't really like anything. It's like buffet style. And uh, I ordered a grilled cheese and Robbie Gold turns to me and he goes, I didn't know we had a kid's menu here. And then he, he like patted me on the head and then just walked away. I was like, okay. And then he went on to miss like 
three field goals, and then he got, and then we gave him the boot. Oh yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think there's a correlation there. You yeah. know, you you uh, belittle. You saved, saved, well. saved his career. No, you saved yeah. his career because he said yeah. if he wasn't cut by the Bears, he wouldn't have. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I said multiple <laughs> yeah. times if the yeah. Giants didn't cut him, a... he yeah. wouldn't have like started working again so hard, and then he did well with the Giants, and then with the, and then he went to the Niners. Yeah, so. yeah. that's an awesome yeah. story. Well, I I fully support your decision to get a grilled cheese because that is uh, a delicious Dude. option. So yeah, once or twice a week at Evanston Hospital, right? oh, yeah. if I'm there, it's like. You know, I get some Brazilian place bringing food. I'm like, all right, I'll have grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, there you go. <laughs> well, much. so Robbie Gold does not have a good taste in food is what we're trying to yes, say. No. So that's a great story. Well, let's jump right into the flyby. It's been a really long time since we've done this, maybe back last year. I can't remember for the life of me. But the flyby is everybody's favorite part where we just roll through some questions, rapid fire. But, of course, they don't really turn into a rapid fire answer because we end up talking a lot about them. So I'm going to get get it started with the first ones, too. Uh, and we want to ask you, why you do you wear number 55 for the flies? Yeah. Um, I never really have like a set number that I go by. Um, you know, just playing like park district baseball and basketball, and even football, I wore a different number all four years. So um, 55, I kind of went with, um, usually I'll go with like a five or a two, basically. And uh, I noticed that five was taken, I think like Gerbs got it. Mm-hmm. 22 is brisky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wore 25. I don't know if we have a 25, but, um, I, I went with 55 because, um, it's my dad's high school number. Oh, sweet. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, Jason Williams, uh, white chocolate. There you go. So, so I, I like to, I like to play basketball that way. So kind of went with that. And then, uh, Dikembe Mutombo. So sweet. it's kind of a, you know, a hodgepodge of 55s throughout history, but. Yeah, just kind of went with it. Very cool. It looks good on you, and you know, fives is a, a, a great number to rock. Kevin, take the next one. What size? You like twelve inches or fourteen inches <laughs> for softball? Uh, or sixteen? I mean, I, I feel like I know. Oh yeah, or sixteen. I sort of know your answer, but I want to hear what you say. No, I, I like um, I like sixteen and fourteen. I think I'm better with my hands and not as good with the glove. Um, but you know, consistency, like we said earlier, is. Um, I, I think I'm figuring it out at this point. So I mean, 12 now just because we won. So yeah. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a championship over you know anything I, else. So shortstop, 14 inch, 16 inch. I played with you on both of those, and I mean you're phenomenal. And I, you know, it's it's especially 16 inch. Like when you don't have the biggest hands, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I mean you don't have tiny hands. Stein does, but you don't. <laughs> uh, but like the plays that you make in those in those both of those leagues are fun. I, I, I'm definitely impressed by the defense there because it's not easy without the glove on. But I will say that in 12 inch too, I think your glove got way better. I mean, just this year alone, but from when you started with us to now. And I even know that like you weren't even comfortable with your glove multiple times. Where it was like, I feel like you're more comfortable with it now. Yeah, no, I actually switched out. I put my fingers in there. I put my uh, two ring pick. finger in my <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ring finger and uh, pinky in the farthest slot, and whereas I had them just kind of like spread out before. Yeah. And, um, not catching them off the side of the side of the, the wider anymore, pocket so. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you know, it's just I'm starting to break in my mitt because I got it like a couple of years ago. Only used it sparingly. Yeah. Um, yeah, got some got some mileage on it now. So. Yeah, that helps for sure. I'm going out of order here because I came up with this question. I kind of like it, so I want to ask you, if you were starting a bobsled team and you could uh, have three <laughs> flies join you, who would those three three flies be? Three flies. All right. Um. I mean, we gotta have Kev. For sure. Kev's the anchor. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, two more. Strategically, I'm gonna cut you off. Go for it. Can you help me so out? they have the big guy in the back pushing, right? You know, he's pushing, he's pushing, he's getting uh-huh. it going, he's rocking, anything to get going. 
then I will nunchuck myself through the air and then into the front to put all the weight up front to help <laughs> anchor that thing towards yeah. plumbing into the earth. I mean, yeah. I know it's not going into the earth, but you know, just down that thing. So just get two other guys. You know, you're gonna be in the back <laughs> telling us what to do, or wherever you want. You could be right behind me, sitting right. there, holding my shoulders, steering me. We go with Carlos and Javi because they both have bum knees, so they can, oh. all they got to do is just sit. Yeah, they can so, be in it. They don't yeah. even have to rock. I just it. want to include them in there. Nice. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's really you know noble of you to include them. I love that. <laughs> Plus, and, like, dude, honestly, the Latin the Latin folk, dude, they're so good at bobsledding. Yeah, it's their, it's their natural calling. If I from if I can say so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's their national pastime. Well, it's funny because I, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I, when I was developing this question, I like don't even know what a good skill for bobsledding is. I don't like I, I don't, I know I'm too I, fat for it. I don't know if like you know you have to be. I mean, I'm assuming you have to be strong, but I don't know how. Like in what capacity you have to be strong? But yeah, good answer. <laughs> Would you rather have a clutch hit or a web gem? Um, probably a web gem because I don't think I'm gonna have a clutch hit anytime soon. I would so. disagree. I think you've had plenty of hits <laughs> this year that were important and like. You had a ton of hits with bases loaded or men on second, third, and you know two outs. But yeah, I think web gem is just like you kind of look around at everyone like trying not to smile. Yeah, like everyone's yeah. cheering you on. You're like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. I am great. You're right. Yeah, yeah. they're fun. I always fantasize about diving for a ball. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about day or night game? We we obviously don't play that many day games. Sometimes an attorney. But what what do you prefer? I like the night games. It's kind of a nice like end of the night kind of. It's cooler off or cools off. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't throw the ball into the sun for uh, Al to catch, <laughs> yeah. so I know he would appreciate. He appreciates the night games, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like a throwback to high school almost, where it's like it's funny. Like Pat McAfee this is a long reference. Pat McAfee always talks about it. it's either Robert Mathis or Dwight Freeney when he was with the Colts, and they always showed out you know for the primetime games and, and it was it's 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 actually like backwards but they would say you know when the, when the lights come on the stars come out and it's like well actually when the lights come on you don't see the stars and you're looking <laughs> out, but it was like but you know what they mean is like when the lights come on for those evening games those those primetime games you see the stars really ball out because they know everyone else is watching them right and i think you kind of get that vibe when the because like if we have a 6 30 7 30 especially in the, in the fall that 6 30 games kind of like eh, kind of feels almost like a scrimmage and then the is dark and you have the lights on and I'm like I'm like in the zone and yeah. I'm like locked in there's no in between lighting or anything I don't know I definitely I agree with you on the night games and like with the tournaments I think I struggle sometimes in those early games um, yeah, it feels weird because we're not used to playing unless them. we're playing NWO and I'm locked in oh yeah you know, ready to kill someone <laughs> oh yeah you know it well my next question for you is uh, you know you have recently bought a place in Arlington Heights near Mellis you're like not too far from Mellis so what is your restaurant recommendation in Arlington Heights? If somebody's going post-game, they need a meal, where are you recommended? Hmm. That's a good one. I kind of go a little bit farther. Um, I used to live over in Palatine, so I'd recommend Gator's Wings over anything else in the world. Um, they have the best uh, garlic buffalo wings. But in Arlington Heights, um, I'm kind of in like a no-man's land. Like I just I got to like pot bellies or uh, <laughs> something like that. Um, but uh, sports page is, is a pretty good. That's pretty. That's like a staple. Um, post post game as like, you know, playing a rec league and all that. Growing up, would always be sports page after. Nice. Now I I almost went on a pop bellies um, tangent because and tirade because I used to work there. But then they took like all of the good menu items up. I'm pissed. But that's a whole nother you know restaurant review podcast. But that sounds great. So Gators Wings and Palatine. 
and sports page in Arlington Heights. All right, I asked that question, you know, selfishly for myself because. But you're pretty close. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think I'd love to get Gators Fifty Two. I know I've been to, to Stu's a couple of times since he moved in there. We talked about it. I'm like, well, I gotta try it. I yeah. Don't, I mean, <laughs> although the ones I made that in the air fryer were pretty good that day. Oh, the wings you made, the pick, yeah. fried pickles, everything fried pickles. you do. Yeah. Nothing you do can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev. You have to ask the last question of the flyby because it's official well, that, that Kevin is a part of this yeah, roster. I'm the baller. This is about basketball, my friends. The rest of that rhyme from that song. Uh, who do you think is going to lead the team in PPG, a.k.a. points per game for our basketball team? Hmm. Well, I've never seen anybody on our team shoot a basketball before. So it's extremely difficult. To I can dunk, dunk when I'm playing 2K. So... <laughs> If you can give me a boost up there, I'll yeah. you know throw it off the backboard, dunk it in. Um, I don't know. That's tough, man. I can see Billy because Billy's fast. Same thing with Kylie. I can see them kind of just dribbling through everybody. Dude, I feel like they're just going to shoot threes and be so smooth. Yeah. I can tell you Stein, like just playing growing up with him, he's literally Steve Nash. Like, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't love shooting those long range shots, but he will. Like he and he and he'll hit them. But he loves. It's almost like watching like uh, you know an unhealthy Derrick Rose. Uh, in turn, I mean, he's really good at distributing. He loves those raindrop shots. The uh, and like he, he loves to kiss the backboard with those spinners. He likes to drive a lot. So, but uh, I just I have a feeling that Billy and and I bet you Kylie's real good too. I mean I don't know who. I mean maybe Steve's a wild card if he comes out and plays. Steve Reamer. Steve no Steve. Oh not Steve Ryan Butler. Oh Ryan Butler. I was like Steve's uh, out or, for basketball or Ryan yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Ryan Kelly's pretty good. So, um, yeah, there's some rumored Ryans who are potentially joining the team. So we've met our quota on Ryans. So if you know any other Ryans, tell them we are, are good on our Ryan quota. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited about that. You know, TBD uh, in terms of when that's happening, the basketball team, we got to check on a couple things, but we're excited about the prospect of playing. And, yeah, I, I think Billy and Kylie are going to be good players as well. So thanks for joining us on the FlyPod today for Season 4. Nope, Season 3, Episode 4. Only been doing the FlyPod for three years. Uh, looking ahead, you know, next year is year number 7 for our team, or as our franchise, as we put it earlier, and we're really excited about what the future holds. Uh, we'll do BPs in April again uh, on the weekend, which I know we all uh, look very much forward to that. Um, the summer, we'll offer up the two days again, and, you know, we're inviting 15 flies back, so I'm hopeful that we have two stacked rosters. That would be the... The goal, and uh, you know, we're definitely going to play the Mellis tournament. So get your calendar ready for July. Last weekend uh, in July, uh, it's usually that Saturday. So we'll definitely be playing that. And I think it will be a goal of artists to play in another tourney. I know Ophi uh, had sent out that Halloween tourney, which I know some of us were interested in, but ultimately I don't know if we're going to be able to do it just because it's far removed from the season. But uh, we're definitely looking to play in another one. Uh, Kevin, you're you're playing a tournament in North Carolina. Anything you want to say about that coming up? Uh, I'll see how it goes. I mean, I'll definitely report back. Um, it's it's that it's 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 called a draft tournament. So you're just put onto a team with a bunch of other people, no one that you really know. It's people I know from like the softball raffle community that I'm part of. Um, but the one that I went to in Eau Claire a couple weeks ago when I when Ben came in, that's one that I would love to, to have all the guys go with me to next year. Um, Sixty bucks. It's a one day tournament, and you get a full jersey set. And you can win some cool prizes too, um, but it's a super chill version of what I'm doing. This this one's a whole weekend thing, whereas the other one's just a one day thing. And it's I mean a lot of fun guys that are super welcoming. Um, I know Ophi's already interested, so I have a feeling we could probably get a small group to go. Super cheap hotels, and you know you just spend the one night there and then head back, and it's a it's a four hour drive. It's not terrible. It's not exciting drive, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely think we could also find more local ones. You know, I mean, not, we don't want to become a total tournament team where that's all we care about. But, right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely about their experience that's good for us to develop our team and our game. For sure. I know this past tournament in, in July was one that we really developed in. And yeah, like you said, it's something that we're not going to completely sell out to it. I don't I don't believe that we're going to be a full-on tournament team. I, I personally can't. <laughs> I can't commit to that. No. Uh, but definitely looking at one more plus the, the Mellis tournament. And that would be, that's a good plan. Uh, in terms of the fly pod, this is the last episode of the season. So I'm taking a little hiatus because it is quite a bit of work. So I'm guaranteeing you next year, at least two episodes, maybe two or three, just because it yeah, it becomes a lot more, obviously, with the family, but I do enjoy doing it, and uh, we know that listenership, is that even a word? Viewership? Yeah, listenership or is lis- Listenership. Listenership is up, so that's great that people uh, enjoy the Fly Pods. We enjoy putting it out. Uh, hey, so it, we want to wish you a great offseason, but before we do, Kevin, Stu, any final words for the Flies out there? Uh, I would say just, I mean, hell of a season. I mean, it was, I saw some of the best hitting by a lot of guys there. I mean... It was funny because we talked about in the last pod, we talked about my hitting, you know, all mm-hmm. in the summer. This year, <laughs> this fall, I hit under 500 and we did better even. So <laughs> it was like, it was, you know, it was cool to see everyone else still doing really well and picking me up a little bit there, which I appreciate. And uh, I don't know, for me, I, if anyone has any questions or, I know Kylie was talking about this and I'm trying to help out, um, help out Billy making sure we replace this bat but if anyone else is looking for bats whatever always get in touch with me before you buy them at the full price if we can try to get you something cheaper and we can always hit into a net in my yard if it's nice enough outside or if you just want to get out and get some swings I've got the tee in the net and I know Senatory does too so even when it's 50 or 60 degrees you want to get some swings for the hell of it you know and we have that velocity thing so we can see how our swing is going we can do video whatever yeah for sure and I, I, no, no, I'm going to take this to in a second, but I did the calendar math and I think opening day is 190 days away. So Stu, big pressure to give your parting message of 190 days without fly softball. What do you have to say to the team? Uh, just, uh, thanks for having me out this year. Uh, everybody heal up. I know towards the end of the season, everybody was kind of falling apart a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, just take that time to rest. Mm-hmm. Actually ice. Cause we're not getting any younger. That's and right. So, um, do some ice and heating, uh, cryo if you have it. Um, I'm a big proponent of that, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh, excited to play again with you guys. It's going to be way too long. 190 days is a lot. You yeah, don't, you don't, me that. You yeah. don't have to thank us anymore. You're on the team. You're part of the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're not yeah. just the guy. You're, no, it's, you're one of the flies, for sure. A, yeah. I've always been the little brother in the sub, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's always kind of it's my mentality. Well, thanks for joining us here on the last episode of Season 3. Uh, we're champions. That feels good to walk into the offseason uh, with another championship under our belt. Have a great offseason. Rest up, and as always, go Flies. Illustrate the paper space off the pants that paint. Then design what happened. National Geographic, the magic with Taylor May status and plus flavor that's automatic. Uh.